This is the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts and Inmates Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now, here's today's lesson. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another day of jail ministry, Bible study. We thank you all for joining us today, and thank you for sending the letters in. Uh, we are reading them. We are praying for them. The prayer requests that you're sending in, we are taking them before the Lord and asking that His will be done in your life. So again, we thank you for joining us, and I pray that this year, 2023, that you have been blessed so far, and just the fact that we are here, it is a blessing, and I just pray that the Lord will will even further bless you in the Word today as we open the Scriptures and as we divide the Scriptures rightfully and allow the Lord to speak to, to that inner man. Let the Lord speak to your soul today because God has something for you. We are here intentionally and I thank Him for that. And I pray that you have your Bibles with you today and something to write with. And without further ado, let's just go into a word of prayer and let's just talk to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, We thank you, Jesus, for being here this day. I thank you for all those that have joined us on Bible study today. Lord, I pray that if any, Lord, are are downtrodden or their, their hearts are broken and need mending or they're going through the very issues of life or whatever the situation may be, Lord, I pray right now, Jesus, that you send your word to them today. Lord, there was a man in the Bible. He was a centurion. Uh, He was over in charge of an army. And he said, Lord, you do not have to come to my house. I am a man of authority. I understand. All you've got to do is send your word to me and I'll believe your word. So those that are listening, Jesus, whatever is going on in their life, whatever is breached, whatever is turned around, upside down, or not working together for the good, I send your word to them right now, Jesus, in your name, that your word would come to their bedside or to wherever they are, Jesus, and, and begin to reason with them and help them understand what's going on. Because, Lord, some things are self-inflicted. And then we know that there are some things, Lord, that you allow us to go through trials and tests in our life. And then there is that old ugly devil, Lord, that tries to get his foot in the door. And Lord, we pray right now, whatever the situation may be, that your word would take care of it, Jesus. You sent your word to Egypt and it delivered your people. And your words still have the power of deliverance. Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you open up the scriptures today as we go into the word. That you would expose yourself to people. Let them know who you are. Because, Lord, so many people say, I love God, but then they don't really know who he is. Or understand his very purpose for coming to this earth. Or even understand their very purpose for being on this earth. So I pray, Jesus, that you would open up your word today and cause your word to go on the inside of our souls to resonate there and take root and bring forth fruit thereof. So we ponder your word in our heart. Like Mary said, I pondered that word. I hid it in my heart, David said, that I wouldn't sin against him. 
Bless your people, Jesus. We are, Lord, we're the work of your hand. Bless your people everywhere. Everyone that's listening, bless them in the ways that they need to be blessed most. We thank you and we praise you for all things and we lift you up in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, I thank you for joining us today. And as we go into the word, I pray that you have your Bibles and something to write with. Write down the scriptures and, and go back and, and read over them. Uh, when, when I uh, go back and read over the scriptures, it's like I find something that I didn't see the first time. It's like a fresh set of eyes on the word of God. And it's so important to read your Bible because God is the word. And when you're reading this word of God, that is God talking to you. You may never have somebody to just lay hands on you and pray for you. You may not even feel all the time that, Lord, are you hearing me? Well, I assure you that he is. But when we allow this word to take root and as we read it, get in your quiet place, somewhere you can focus, get away from distractions. The Bible tells us to enter into our closet. You may not have a closet. But wherever you are, you can make your closet in your mind. Shut everything out. And let the Lord in and he'll come in. He'll talk to you and he'll tell you about yourself. He's not going to tell you about somebody else. He's going to tell you about you. And that's who we need to know about us. So we're getting ready to go into the scriptures. And I want to talk to you just a little while that we have today about repenting. Jesus commanded men everywhere to repent. All the way from Genesis to Revelation, you find that we need to repent. Uh, and then after you repent, believe the gospel. Uh, understand what the gospel is. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of it. This is the same Paul when he was Saul was killing people because he didn't have a knowledge or understanding of who God was. Until he had an experience with the Lord on a road one day. He was going about to do what he came to do. And the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to him and did what he came to do. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. And Saul was lost. Oh, he went to church every Sunday. Oh, he, he was the greatest Pharisee that you could ever find. But he was lost. He did not know the Lord Jesus Christ. So hopefully through the scriptures today, we'll get a better understanding as to who he is. And he is not an unknown God. He is known and he know us, but we got to get to know him the way he knows us. So for those that do have your Bibles, we'll start off in the book of Acts and we'll start from the 17th chapter and we'll go all the way down. And when you get a chance, go back and read over all of it and it'll bring you to right to where we're going to start. It'll give you the big picture as to what's going on. Uh, in that particular time and as we know the times today we're living in the times and you may have heard the Lord is soon to come well I'm here to tell you that it's absolutely true he may not come in your lifetime but he is soon to come if we understand the scriptures and the gospels we see things how they are lining up line up online so the book of Acts the 17th chapter and um, maybe I'll start Uh, let's see. Maybe I'll start the 24th verse. So, God that made the world and all things therein, and I have a King James Version Bible. I don't know what kind you have, but follow along with me. Seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, 
dwelleth not in temples made with hands because he wants to live on the inside of us. But that's not to say to forsake the assembling of yourselves together as you see the evil day approaching. It's not saying don't go to church. It's saying that the building is not the temple that God wants to live in. You're the temple that God wants to live in. Why? Because the issues that we go through, they in us. They ain't in the church. Most of your problems ain't at the church. It's in us. But we're not in the church. 25th verse. Neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things and hath made of one blood all nations of men. So the Lord does not separate the nations. He does not separate men. He, he does not. The word of God, it supersedes any line in the sand that we can draw. The word of God has made one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. And if there's any separation, you can take it back to the Tower of Babel when they were trying to circumvent the scriptures and get to heaven trying to backdoor God. And, and God is not going to be mocked. They was building the Tower of Babel. They thought they could reach heaven and they was working so well together. They had one mind to work. And it's hard to get people in one mind to work. It's hard to do that. So they get applause for, yeah, they were working together, but they were trying to get to heaven, circumventing the scriptures. And because they were, and the Lord saw that they were working in unison, the only, and he said, no, 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 that ain't how you, you're going to come through the door. And I am the door. I'm the way, I'm the life, and I am the truth. Truth is only in Jesus Christ. And what they were doing, it was not truth. They were trying to figure out another way. And as we know in society today, there have been so many different ways presented to to man, but God said, I made one blood for all nations, for one people. And because of that, the Lord scrambled their languages. He didn't separate them. He scrambled their languages because they could not understand each other. They went different ways. But the Lord has not separated his people. He said, I came to my own. I come for the house of Israel, but Israel didn't want me. But he said, when I came to my own, they rejected me. So I'm telling you today, don't reject this word. Follow along in the scriptures with me so you can say, oh, Miss Miller, that's not you talking. Because the scriptures should not lead back to me or you. The scriptures should lead right back to in this book. We got to find where it is written. And when the devil came at Jesus in the, in, in the wilderness of sin, when he went out on that 40-day fast to seek the Lord to come into the fullness of his ministry, the devil came to him and Jesus himself, he says, Satan, it is written. And the devil, he know the word. He know where it's written. So he came right back with the scriptures. And Jesus says, also written. So if you can find where it's written, we've got to be able to understand God through his word, not by what we think in our opinion, because the Bible is not opinionated. And there is one God. So he, it was one blood under this, and it's still that way. So, and we come, we fall under the blood of Jesus. And 26 verse. And have determined the times before appointed. You know, God declared the end before the beginning. He knew us before we entered our mother's womb. So he already know our ending. And 
at the end of our, our ending, our, our expiration date, so to speak. Hebrews 9 and 27 talks about that appointment. The Lord already know our end, but nevertheless, he still give us free will. So what I'm telling you, it is free will. The, the world do need to repent. It's so much stuff going on in our own personal worlds. And things are falling down like dominoes. And when you look at your life and you see that things are having the domino effect, the first thing to do is check yourself how you live in. Are you living according to the scriptures? Are you doing what the Bible say do? You say, well, Miss Mill, I don't believe in the Bible. You got a conscience to let you know what's right and what's wrong. But we can override that conscience so much it becomes seared like you've taken a hot iron and you've pressed the conscience and no longer are you listening to it. But we, we're going to have to listen to something somewhere that's if you want to make it to heaven and I am striving every day I'm working out my salvation and you can only work out your salvation and when you have done everything that you know to do and still there is more to do what do you do you get on your fighting in your fighting position you get in your knees and you begin to talk to the Lord and he'll show you he'll remind you of somebody maybe you told off years ago and you never made it right it is time to really take a second look at ourselves matter of fact I think Olivia Newton John had a long song a long time ago Put your hand in the hand of the man that stilled the waters. Take another look at yourself and you will begin to look at others differently. We've got to look at other people, not just through our eyes, but through the eyes of the scripture. Because the Bible tells us that we're not to judge any man. We, we look at ourselves and we see our wrong that we're doing. And matter of fact, if we spend all of our time working on ourselves, making sure that we have done everything right for that particular time. And then we move on to the next moment and we do everything that's right. And we ask the Lord, Lord, help me. When your feet hit the floor in the morning, talk to your heavenly father. Talk to the one that's causing your lungs to pump that air in and to blow it out. Because he breathed the breath of life into Adam before he became a living soul. So in God we breathe. We don't breathe on our own. We don't wake our own self up. We move, we walk, we go about from here to there in him. Why? Because he's the life giver. Because he's a lover of our souls. He said all the souls, they are mine. Our soul do not belong to us. The rich man in the Bible proved that when he said, I have fared presumptuously. I got a lot. I got a bumper crop this year. I've got this. I've got so much stuff that I'm going to pull down these barns and I'm going to build greater because I got so much stuff. Getting stuff, the more stuff you have does not mean that you are a Christian. It just means you got a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> and we do need to declutter too. But he was okay, so to speak, until he brought his soul into the equation. Until he said, I'll say to my soul, soul, take thy knees. And the Lord said, you fool, your soul don't belong to you. God gave it, the soul to man. And he wants to live in that soul. See, we are a body, but inside that body, there's a soul. And God wants to live inside that soul so he can talk to you and say, don't go over there today. 
Don't do that. Don't say that like that. When he, the spirit of truth, is come. Jesus is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is the ghost of Jesus Christ. And he will lead us. But the Bible said, first thing he's going to do is he's going to reprove the world of sin. A lot of people don't want to be told that they're wrong. John the Baptist said, you generation of vipers. He was talking to the preachers. When the Pharisees and, and the Sadducees came out uh, to see what he was doing out there in that will and baptized him. John said, you, you preachers, you generation of vipers, who told you to flee the wrath to come? We've got to flee the wrath. And as if you have an eyes to see and ears to hear, you can see that what's going on in our world today it's the wrath of God. We can call it what we call it. But the Bible says it is the wrath of God. Why? Why are little kids doing things that we have never heard of? Because somewhere the parent did not teach them. Somewhere they did not raise that child, like Proverbs say, in the way that it should go. And when it is old, when it grows up, it'll remember what mama said. Baby, if you get in trouble, call on Jesus. If you get out there and the bottom fall out your world and you don't know what to do call on Jesus. So what do you do when you need to do something, but you don't know what to do? Call on Jesus. He'll hear your cry. Even if it's the faintest cry. Even if the cry is not coming out your mouth. Even if the cry is coming out your heart. Even if the cry is coming out your eyes, you can look at some people's eyes and see the sorrow. You can see the shame. You can see the repentance in their eyes. You know, big men don't cry no more. But God got a way of bringing a big man down. He know how to level the playing field. He said, I'll be a very present help in the time of trouble. Trouble levels the playing field. God know how to make us cry. And you see, he know how to make us pray. Oh, yes, he does. Look at Job. And we're still in Acts, but look at Job. Job, every morning he got up and he brought a sacrifice before the Lord because he knew what kind of kids he had. They were grown, yeah. They parted at the adult son house and, and the daughter was with him. And the Lord, he honored Job's sacrifice. But the Bible said the very thing Job feared came up on. What was he fearing? What was he giving sacrifice every morning for? Them kids. God know how to make us cry. Oh, he'll touch that sweet spot of ours. Oh, he'll touch that untouchable of ours. He know how to make us cry. He know how to make us confess that we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But I am here to tell you, just because we have fallen short, we don't have to stay short. We can say, Lord, right now, Lord, I know I've mouthed off too much. I know I can't control this little unruly member, this tongue. I know I can't. But if we can get our tongue on the altar, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the eyes, that's all that's out there in that world. That world have nothing to offer us. And we get out there, we get caught up. We get tripped up in doing this and that. Then we get caught up. And then sometimes we get locked up. And now here we are at a place to where now God's got our attention. He know how to get our attention. He has a stopper big enough to stop the whole world at any time that he wants them to stop. See, one thing about the eyes of the Lord, they are everywhere. And even as this word is coming forth right now, think about in your heart. Some of you have talked bad to your parents. You need to fix that. 
the things that we have taken that are not ours. The Bible tells us that the devil come as a thief in the night when you're not expecting him. See, a thief, he'll sneak in. He'll watch your pattern. And he'll know when you're not there, you're not expecting him. And then that devil will come in. But a robber, he'll just stick you up right there in broad daylight. The Lord is telling us that we should not be a thief nor a robber. But he is telling us right here, he has commanded all men to repent. If you jump down to the 30th verse, and we'll go back up. The 30th verse, Acts 17 chapter, it said, And the times of this ignorance. See, Paul, all these people that Paul was talking to when he went to Athens and coincidentally I am from a place called Athens. <laughs> he went there and they had so many gods. They had statues to every god. And just to ensure that they didn't offend anybody, they had a statue to an unknown god. And Paul said all these other gods, you know the cell phone god, the, the, the man, the one you worship it, who I can't live without him, I can't live without her, those gods. So all those gods, Paul said they already know those. But the unknown god, Paul, to them, Paul talked to them about. And a lot of people, they said, well, I know God. I'm spiritual. Well, the Bible didn't call us to be spiritual. It called us to be Christians. And they were called Christians at Antioch and they would not call Christians by Christians. The people that didn't believe God said they must be Christians because they act, they talk just like Christ. Don't you want to be just like him? So let's finish reading this because I don't want to run out of time and I'm going to speed this up real quick. Uh, I'm going to start 27 verse and go all the way down. That they should seek the Lord. That's what he said. If happily, if perhaps, if you just say I'm going to pray today. Perhaps you'll find him today so that they may feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. How do you feel after the Lord? Well, first of all, you got to get the noise out your ear. And first of all, you got to get your eyes off of things you don't need to be seeing. And then you got to be able to focus on the Lord. And then you got to tell yourself, how bad do you really want him? Do you want the Lord? And if you do, how bad do you really want him? And if it's serious, are you thirsty? Are you hungry? Are you feeding after Jesus? Do you need Jesus more than you do that food? Do you need Jesus more than you do that sleep at night? You ain't resting anyway. Do you need Jesus more than whatever is going on in your life at this particular time? So if you feel after him, you can feel him right now. He is not far from any of us. Even Romans 10 and 8 is say, we don't have to ascend to heaven to bring him down. He right here. We don't have to descend to the lower parts of the earth to bring him up. But faith, I believe it is right here. It's near you. It's in your mouth. All you got to say is, I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. I believe in my heart and with my own mouth, I'm confessing that. And the Bible says that you're saved. But once you get saved, salvation, you have got to go on to know the Lord. You've got to understand him. And he has to be a personal God in your life. So let's finish reading. For in him, listen, we live in God. We living on our own. We ain't running nothing. <laughs> Not at all. We, he holds the power of the world in his hand. And yeah, I know the power of life and death is in our tongue. You can speak it, but still he has to will it. We got to be commandment keepers. 
So in him we live and we move and we have our being as certain also of your own poise. They said, this policy, your poise told you this. You need the Bible to take your poise. For we're also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think ourselves, think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone or graven by art and man's divine. That little gold cross around your neck, that ain't God. That's an idol. You rub it. That ain't God. The God of heaven, of the universe. He lives on the inside. You say, well, he don't live in me. Well, open up and let him come in you. Open up. Start by repenting. And as we repent, we got to believe the gospel. Why we got to believe the gospel? Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For in it, in the gospel, is the power. The power. The power of salvation. The power of healing. It is in the gospels. It's not in the Old Testament that where the prophets, they, they prophesied the word to come. Now, we don't do away with it. Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the law. I come to fulfill it. So in that fulfillment, the power of the gospel, the, the life of Jesus, the whole plan of salvation. See, God hated sin so much that he sacrificed his son. He sent him and then he loved the world so much that he gave his son. And then he allowed the son to bear the sins of the world upon his shoulder. And he took those sins. He nailed them to the cross. It happened at the cross. Isn't that a beautiful thing? So again, how bad do you want the Lord? And let's go on down here. For as much then, we're the offspring of God. We're, the, we're his offspring. And we ought not to think that the Godhead is like, and I just read all that. Now the 30th verse, right here where it is. At the times of this ignorance, God winked. He overlooked it. But now commanded men everywhere to repent. So God is commanding us everywhere. All that stuff before you tuned in today, all that stuff you did back then, God have overlooked. He's winked. He's forgiven. Forgiven you. You know how you know? Because when I started praying, I asked the Lord to help us this day. And I'm asking right now, all of our sins, your sins, my sins, right now, Lord, I'm asking you, for those that are watching, all of their wrongdoing, stuff they should have done, but they didn't do it. And then stuff that they should not have done that they did. And then the things that they just not aware of. Lord, I ask you to forgive everyone that's watching right now. Forgive us all. Wash us in the blood of Jesus Christ. Lay not this sin to our charge, Jesus. But forgive us and cast it in the sea of forgetfulness and all of the sins of those that are watching right now Jesus send them on before the throne of grace that when we stand before the throne of grace those sins will not follow us but they would have already gone and when we stand before you Jesus all you will see is your blood all you will see is yourself and us Lord I ask this in your name and I believe it to be so Amen do you believe it? you just ask him Ask him. And then when you ask him, believe it. But we've got to believe the Gospels. And for those that don't know what the Gospels are, they are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's the life of Jesus. That's when Jesus was born of a little virgin girl when he came on the scene. And he, he came because God himself, he, he said, I've, I've looked down through man, through the telescopes of time, and man is having a hard time doing right. Ever since the Garden of Eden, when, when Adam fell, then the second man, Adam, Jesus Christ, 
Christ, he had to come on the scene. He had to pave that way. He had to reconcile the world back to God because God was in Jesus Christ reconciling the world back to himself. Why? Because he want us to be saved. He, it is not his will that any of us should perish. It, well, what's going to hell? If we go to hell, we go on our own accord, we, we go uh, as an intruder, we're not invited, but if we don't want to listen to what the Lord said, we don't want to obey the scriptures, and as I said before, I was talking to a friend, of, listening to a friend of mine just this Monday and she was telling me about a friend of hers that had a little girl was just all over the place just doing whatever she wanted to do she said sit down she wouldn't sit down she was just doing whatever she felt she was grown enough to do see that wouldn't happen in my house but nevertheless the mama said sit down and the little girl reluctantly she sat down and she said I'm sitting down in my body but I'm standing up in my spirit you ever been like that I'm going to do it just because the preacher, Miss Miller, you just telling me to do it. But if you're not doing it for real, for real, then you're playing. So God don't want you to just sit down in your body and set up your spirit. He wants your body, your spirit to be one, to be connected. Because he don't want us to be disconnected from him. But he wants us to just come to him. And you know, nobody want to fess up. Nobody want to fess up. But when the Lord comes, this word, it will reprove you. It'll rebuke you. It's just not going to let you live any kind of way. And then you really think that you're going to just walk into heaven like that. You see, the, the works of the flesh, it won't be any of those in heaven over in Galatians. It won't be that. Not at all. Uh, won't be, look, won't be no gangsters in heaven. It's not a gangster's paradise. So for whoever put that out there, that is absolutely a lie. So I want to read just, just a few more because maybe one more because we'll run out of time <laughs> let's see Acts uh, yeah let's go to Acts 4 and I want to establish this too this is part of the foundation of, of why last one I'm going to read it really quick Acts 4 chapter and listen uh, 10th verse and I'll read it so listen real carefully be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him did this man stand here before you hold. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Here it is. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So it is Jesus. Amen.